What's up, guys, and welcome to MCS Podcast number 307. This is Buck Green, in this week for Jeff Anderson. Now, you've probably heard by now about the wealthy couple they're calling Ken and Karen. Their real names are Mark and Patricia McCloskey, and they became famous when a protest march broke into their gated community. Mark and Patricia grabbed an AR-15 and a Walther PPK and went outside to confront the mob. Frankly, they're lucky they're alive, and they may still face legal charges for what happened. I know people have very strong opinions about this whole thing, which is why we need to talk about what they did right and what they did wrong. Before we go any farther, you can download a one-page handy-dandy cheat sheet for this episode at mcsmagazine.com slash 307. That's mcsmagazine.com slash 307. There's no need to take notes because we've done all the heavy lifting for you. Okay, are you ready? Then let's talk mob defense mistakes. Tactical firearms training. Urban survival. Close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. All right, we're back. Uh, if you don't know, if you've been hiding in a snow cave in Alaska all this time, uh, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, Mark and Patricia McCloskey, I should say, um, are a wealthy couple who live in St. Louis. They live in a gated community. And a few weeks back, an angry mob of protesters broke onto their property on their way to the home of a politician in that same gated community. Mark and Patricia apparently looked outside, saw what was happening, feared for their lives, grabbed an AR-15 and a Walther PPK, and ran outside to confront the mob and tell them to get off their property and to go away, and we see where that got them today. Uh it was tailor-made. This whole scenario was tailor-made to go viral. Of course there are pictures. Of course there is video because everybody in the crowd was taking pictures. Um, Mark was wearing a pink polo shirt. His AR-15 had the retro triangular handguards. He was holding it from the hip. He looked like something out of an episode of Miami Vice. This was like um, Grand Theft Auto Miami Vice stories. You know, it was just it was just that iconic. Patricia did herself no favors. She was running around holding a gun like she'd never held a gun before. You know, she had a Walther PPK, that the, the James Bond pistol, and she looked a little unhinged. I'm not criticizing Mark and Patricia. I'm not saying they shouldn't have defended their home. I'm saying that this is what it looked like, and this is why it matters. Um, they are now being harassed by the legal system and harassed by the same protesters, um, and all of it is because they did certain things that, in looking back, were mistakes. Now, yes, there is... Um, the one thing they did right was they defended their home. They deserved to defend their home. They had a right to defend their home. That is correct. But the way they went about it kind of caused them some problems. They made some, some serious mistakes, some of which are tactical, some of which are legal. Um, and so let's talk about the things they did wrong. Obviously, yes, the thing they did right was they defended their home. Their home went untouched. You know, they, they did protect themselves. But at what cost? There's some talk about whether or not their prosecution is uh, politically motivated. Um, for one thing, they faced down this mob, and then a few weeks later, the mob came back targeting them specifically. They had a hard time hiring uh, uh, security to protect them. Um, and they knew that they needed backup because now they were being targeted directly. Um, I heard an interview with Mark McCloskey with a, with a talk show host who said, Mark said in that interview that 
at the last minute, they reached out to some talk show host personality who helped them find the former special forces security team or whatever that protected their house. Remember, these people have a lot of money. They have the money to be hiring private security. Um, the news that covered that, that incident where the mob went back to their house to intimidate them, and that's why they were there. They were there specifically to intimidate people who stood up to them. Let's not you know, make any excuses otherwise. But uh, the, they... The news went out of their way to say, oh, they were, they were peaceful, nobody threw anything, nobody did anything to them. But this mob marched back to their house to teach them a lesson about standing up to them, to intimidate them, to make them feel threatened. When hundreds of people are standing on your front lawn, then very, the threat is very much implied. Now, Mark claims in the original incident that people made death threats, that people made other threats, that you know, he alleged that there was somebody with a gun who loaded the gun and said, you're next, or something like that. So he says the threat was there. The good news is that even though the prosecutor in their local area is gunning for them, um, you know, they served a search warrant on the McCloskeys, they seized their AR-15, took it away. The McCloskeys say that the pistol that Patricia had is with their lawyer. Uh, that pistol has since been surrendered to the authorities. I don't know on what grounds the authorities just come and take your guns if you've not been charged with a crime, but that's where this might be political in nature. A local gun store even offered to give the McCloskeys a free AR-15, and I, I, I got to give that store credit. I'm glad they did that. Uh, I think it was partly about getting free advertising for the gun store, too, let's be honest. You know, whenever something like that happens, when you get in on a viral incident like that, it's, it's as much about publicity as anything else. But, hey, you know, if a free AR-15 can drum up some business for that store, great. Um, I hope the McCloskeys take them up on it, actually, although I don't know what the legal ramifications of that are. So right now they're in an uncertain legal position because they're on the radar of what may be a politically motivated prosecutor. What could they have done differently? What mistakes did they make that put them in this position? Well, we're going to talk about that. The first mistake they made, though, is not a political or legal mistake. It's a purely tactical mistake. They ran outside barefoot. Uh, the pictures partly became so iconic because these people are standing there barefoot facing down a mob, you know, holding an AR-15 from the hip and dressed as he was. Uh, it's because they were caught unaware. I, I was once caught unaware in the middle of the night. Um, one of the people in the house thought there was a was an intruder. There wasn't. It was somebody was dreaming. Um, but so I roll out of bed and basically fell out of bed, grabbed my modern combat and survival machete, which coincidentally I had spent the previous day sharpening while watching the Chernobyl miniseries on HBO. That was my idea of a good time. Um, so I have this razor sharp machete and I had the forethought to pull on a pair of pants before I ran out into the night to find the intruder who was menacing the house. Fortunately, there was no one there and nothing was happening. But it's a really good idea to put on pants before you go running out to confront an intruder. And it's a really good idea, as it turns out, to put on shoes. If you're not wearing shoes, you're very vulnerable. Um, you know, it's like, like uh, Die Hard, where Bruce Willis is running around in bare feet. That was actually a, a brilliant sort of script thing that they did to make him more vulnerable um, and to sort of showcase how he was caught off guard. Well, the McCloskeys were, you know, if they stepped on a nail or a piece of glass or some protester ran up and stomped on their feet, they're very vulnerable with no shoes on. 
you, you definitely never want to confront anyone, not a single intruder, not a mob of people without something on your feet because your feet are so vulnerable. And if your feet are injured, you could be writhing around on the ground in agony and be really ineffective, be unable to do anything. You need protection for your feet. So I would recommend if you're worried about you know, being called into home defense mode all of a sudden, you should keep a pair of slip-on shoes or even some of those zip-up combat boots or anything like that uh, by the door when you're, where you can slip them on real fast. I mean, maybe you're not wearing socks, but I think we can all get by without a pair of socks you know, when we're throwing on shoes to confront a threat. You just don't want to go outside the house in bare feet. Um, I have a friend who swears that that it's stupid to go out of the house wearing flip-flops, that, you know, when you're walking around in public, there is the potential that you might be called on to defend yourself. Now, granted, it's going to be rare, but it does happen. Do you want to be wearing flip-flops when that happens, or do you want to be wearing real shoes? That's a valid point. So protect your feet, and when it comes to home defense, don't go running outside without shoes on. That's really important. Number two is a big part of the mistake that the McCloskeys made, and I know this has been hotly debated. They claim they went outside because they were worried about arson. They were worried about people burning down their house, so it was necessary for them to confront the mob outside to stop that from happening. My argument is that while I understand that, it was stupid to go running outside. They had a giant house with big stone walls. They could have taken cover inside the house. They could have, I don't know if they had a security system. They have so much money that they probably do. But even if they don't, they could have watched from the cover and concealment of a window, you know, down low by the windowsill. They could have watched to see if there was a threat to their home directly. And then if they saw any evidence of arson being attempted, then they could have run out and tried to, you know, if you have to shoot someone to stop them from burning your house, that's a valid defensive move. But my point is, while there's been talk of arson, there was no evidence of arson taking place. This mob didn't have a bunch of torches. They weren't advancing on the house to burn it down. They weren't carrying gasoline cans. There were no Molotov cocktails. Uh, what they should have done, in my opinion, and granted I am not a lawyer, I'm just a tactically minded citizen, I think they should have taken cover inside the house and watched and waited to see if they needed to respond with force. For one thing, hiding in the house means the people outside don't even know if you're in there. So you're not drawing them to your attention. You're not bringing yourself to the attention of the mob. It's much safer to just sort of hang back and hide. More important than, than keeping yourself out of the sight of the mob, uh, keeping yourself from being targeted by them, though, is that once you're outside, you're vulnerable. Remember that these people were facing hundreds of people, a giant mob of people. Because we're seeing the perspective of the mob taking pictures of the McCloskeys in the viral photos, we're not seeing just how many people they were facing. Any of those people could have thrown a brick or, or a bottle or something, and you know they could have rushed the couple. Now, you might be saying, well, how many of them are going to rush forward if a, if a guy has an AR-15 with a 30-round magazine? Valid point, but you only have the ability to shoot 30 people maximum when you're holding a rifle with a 30-round magazine. Like Sooner or later, the crowd is going to work itself into such a frenzy that you having a rifle and a magazine in that rifle, and I don't think he had any extras on him, uh, that is not going to save you from hundreds and hundreds of people. And you could argue that if they had shot a few people, the crowd might have rushed them. Some of them would have run. But you excite a mob like that. You make the mob fear for its life. You have no way of knowing how they're going to react. They could react in extremely dangerous ways. I'm not saying that the mob is just. I'm saying that mobs are what mobs are. So you have to, you have to work with mobs, remembering that you're dealing with an easily panicked, deadly, vicious animal that does not think or reason. It only acts on emotion. And often that emotion is rage. It's anger. So 
You go outside and confront a mob like that thinking, well, I will intimidate them and back them down. You need to remember they're not going to be intimidated. They are not afraid of you. They are maybe wary of being shot, but they're very much aware that you have only so much firepower. So the McCloskeys could easily have been rushed, could easily have been trampled. If they'd started inside the house, protected by the house itself, they would have had a much stronger case for defending themselves legally. It would have been much more likely that they wouldn't be charged, especially if the mob had started like trying to bash down the, the doors of their house and they had then defended themselves with guns. It didn't come to that, fortunately. And you could say, well, it didn't come to that because they, they backed down the mob with their guns. And that could be true. Morally, I very much agree with the McCloskeys. I, I want them to be okay. I'm glad they defended themselves. And honestly, I'm glad somebody stood up to these mobs that seem to think they can do whatever they want and the law doesn't apply to them. Our authorities keep giving them a pass, keep saying, oh, we're dropping charges against the rioters. Oh, well, yeah, there's a world-ending pandemic going on right now, but, but protests are okay. Thousands of people gathered together for protests are okay. Political rallies are bad, but protests are all right. You know, that bugs me. It bothers me a lot, and I'm glad someone stood up to the mob. But if you're Mark and Patricia McCloskey right now, your lives are ruined. You are dealing with nothing but this. If they had instead hidden inside their home and protected themselves that way and only used force when they judged that a direct threat was incoming, then they would have been better off because they would not be famous right now. Um, and, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, as they say, uh, and I really just want them to be all right. Um, you know, as I said, the mob did come back specifically to intimidate them and were prevented by the private security from doing anything. If that private security team hadn't been there, I wonder. I wonder if that mob would have come after them. I bet it would have. So, you know, this is, this is very double-edged. We want people to be able to defend themselves. And right now, what the prosecutor is doing by making it look like the McCloskeys are criminals, uh, that has a chilling effect, what they say in, in legal terms, on other people defending themselves. You have to wonder, like, is it now illegal for me to defend myself and defend my home from a mob, a violent, vicious mob? Because that's what this was. So... Uh, the mistake they went in going outside was tactically they could have been trampled and overrun. They could have been hit with something that might have even been shot if somebody in the crowd had taken a shot at them. Um, politically and legally, the mistake they made was bringing themselves to the attention of the mob. That brings me to the third mistake and the one that is probably the grounds on which the prosecutor is harassing them. And that is that they pointed their guns at the crowd too early. By too early, I mean, yes, the crowd was making threats. Yes, the presence of the crowd was threatening. But in the eyes of the law, that was not a direct threat to their home or their, their persons. These people rampaging through on their way to a politician's house probably would have just kept going, and maybe they would have destroyed some property along the way outside. That's very likely. You know, some spray paint, some damage that was damaged to a gate on the way into the property. But they didn't really have reason to target the McCloskey's home, so they might very well have passed it by. We don't know. Had they attacked the house, had they tried to break the doors down, then Mark and Patricia inside would have been legally justified in using deadly force. But we never got to that point because the McCloskeys came outside and started pointing their guns. It is the, the, the visual, the optics of pointing the guns and sweeping the crowd with the barrels that is the basis on which the prosecutor might try to make a, the claim that they were menacing or brandishing. Menacing or brandishing is a crime. You cannot show people a gun unless you are justified in potentially shooting them. By that I mean... Uh, a guy is threatening me physically. I believe that his threat is immediate, that it is actionable, and that I cannot retreat. So I draw my gun knowing that I am legally justified in using deadly force. If he then backs off after he sees my gun, I'm not obligated to shoot him. The point is I was justified in shooting him until he changed his behavior. 
Um, these are all legal uh, concepts that we talk about in our Bulletproof uh, Defense DVD. It's one of the best legal summations you'll ever see uh, with Peyton Quinn. Um, it's just a just a great just a great DVD that covers all the legal basics. But really, uh, if the McCloskeys had not come outside and started waving guns around, the prosecutor would have had no no leverage, would have had nothing to work with. Instead, they came out and might have committed the crime of menacing or brandishing. As I said, there is a law where they live that may protect them from that, and I hope that it does. Um, I don't like this. I don't like that they're being harassed. I don't, I'm not saying they were morally wrong. I'm saying that legally they put themselves in danger. And you need to understand that our legal system doesn't care about you. It is not designed to protect you. More often than not, it protects the criminal. Your job is to be smarter than the people who want to use the legal system to turn justice on its ear and make you the bad guy as the de- the, de- the prepared defending citizen. Our legal system will chew you up and spit you out if you don't have some, some savvy in that regard. So you need to understand how these things work and how the legal system can be used against you in a situation like this. If Mark and Patricia McCloskey had been aware of that, had just been a little more clever, they might have avoided all of this. Instead, they've been just run through the the ringer. There's been a lot of disinformation about them, and there's conflicting reports. McCloskey gave an interview to um, a podcast host where he said he's a lifelong Republican. There are other people who say that's not true. There's conflicting reports about whether they supported Black Lives Matter, which was the, the protest group that was part of this mob. I don't know. I don't know the answers. And I don't honestly think it makes a difference. I think what matters is these people feared for their lives and they defended their homes. But because they didn't do so in accordance with the nuances of the law and try to outsmart a legal system that is stacked against them, they've put themselves in legal danger. And I would prefer that you not do that. I I morally support the McCloskeys and I want them to succeed. I want them to get out of this and not have any charges against them. I want them to be safe. I want them to continue protecting their home. And I think we need more citizens who are willing to stand up for that. But if this happens to you, if a mob is marching down your street, you need to remember these lessons so you don't make the same mistakes. You don't want to make yourself more vulnerable from a tactical standpoint, and you absolutely don't want to make yourself vulnerable to our miserable legal system. Protect yourself both ways, and that's, that's how we get through this, and that's how we continue to defend ourselves as prepared citizens. All right, that's going to do it. This is Buck Green in for Jeff Anderson. Until next time, remember, prepare, train, and survive. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.